listening to the 11th Hour Podcast, a weekly podcast about Ranted. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. And each week, one of us picks a song by the band Rancid. <laughs> Ever heard of them? <laughs> Ever heard of them? No. And, uh... And uh, each week we discuss all of our complicated feelings about the song and any other things. Uh, Yeah, Uh, this week was my pick. Uh, Picked uh, Say Goodbye to Our Heroes off of Troublemaker. Uh, uh, Up at the front, though, let's talk about um, Patreon. Thanks for everybody joining us on Patreon. Uh, It's uh, still pretty new for us. Here in the past, a couple weeks <laughs> right. in the past. Uh, but thanks to everybody joining us on Patreon. It's uh, fun. We got more stuff coming. I'm, I'm editing uh, a podcast that we recorded very early on, um, almost this time last year, uh, of us kind of giving our our reactions live and in person to listening to, uh, what the heck is it called? Let the Dominoes Fall. Is that what it's called? I was going to say all the the dominoes, but yeah, all the dominoes. (laughs) Why is that so? I don't know. I have a Uh, mental block around that. Yeah, we did. We did it in person, like when I was in in Seattle. Yeah, Yeah. the only time we've ever been in person. So, uh, editing that from way back uh, and uh, trying to get that done and and get that up. We're going to put some other stuff up. We've been putting little snippets up. So, lots of fun stuff going on over there. Kind of trying to build up. Good place for us to start building a community, I think. So, yeah. uh, thanks to everybody who's who's signing up and and expressing interest in it and whatnot. So, and you get the episodes early. We're gonna try oh, to yeah, like on point. Yeah. trying to put them up on Sundays. So, um, you know that yeah, just no means, matter the tier. Yeah, sign, and that just means that you know, to, like if you want to react or send a voicemail or have some comments about it, that you like for the next song, you can get in early. So. You know. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, there's but, a good chance that we'd be able to react to what you're, uh, yeah, what you're sending in, especially yeah. if you send a voicemail or something like that. Yeah, that was the whole point of doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We, we have, we you know, we plan this out. Yeah. We're, 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 we are we know professionals. We're, we're professionals. We know what we're doing. We're you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So ch- check it out. Um, again, thanks to the folks who are signing up. It's it's been. Fun doing that. I put up a playlist of some more experimental stuff that I felt like could be a fun, like, hey, if you like anthemic rancid stuff, maybe you can kind of go in this direction. Kind of a weird playlist, but I, I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Um, more and more of that to come. I think we're just going to keep throwing a bunch of stuff up there and do even as, you know, this this record comes out. Right. I bet some stuff will we'll do some stuff celebrating the new record on the on the Patreon. So if you guys are excited about that stuff, uh, come check us out on, on Patreon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this week was uh, Say Goodbye to Our Heroes by Dropkick Murphys. I mean, by Brad Nancy. Put a jacket on, yeah. Puck rock to the bone. But ghost the chances always gonna be with you. Make up on your face. So this is a track kind of mid mid back half of the album from Troublemaker. It's a um, 
it's a track that we reference a lot. I feel like when we talk about Troublemaker, we spend a lot of time talking, talking it's about It's a Bouncing Souls right cover. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like a Bouncing Souls meets Dropkick Murphy cover, like 100% to me. Yeah. No, I mean, I can see that for sure. Like, sort of. Because, like, the thing is, I don't have a, I haven't listened to either of those bands a lot. So. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, but I, this is definitely going to be like digging into my weird past more than, yeah. more than your history. But, like, um, but you know, it, it doesn't, that's, it's interesting when I say that to you, especially early on when I was like, Hey, this track, some other tracks on this album feel like swinging udders or bouncing cells. This one specifically, I feel like the verses and the talking part feel like bouncing souls. And then the chorus feels like Dorothy Murphy's like almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you go? Yeah, I can tell it's not. Did you feel like it's not very rancid or did you like? feel like you could hear those bands any of those things like what what range of response did you have to that yeah kind of a mix of the two like when you when you when we first started talking about this record you started saying that like i went and made an effort and listened to some you know stuff from all those bands just to kind of because like i'd heard them in passing but it was just as we've talked like my punk experience or interest was more like the kill rock stars lookout stuff we're obviously looking you're much cooler we get it yeah exactly (laughs) like epitaph was way too fucking mainstream for me (laughs) (laughs) um, but um so yeah I, i i like i hear that like i think where my brain gets like it's like misfires is that especially thinking of like bouncing souls like the well like i mean and with the like i can hear it in the sort of like structures and chord progressions and the melodies but it's like tim is so (laughs) distinct that i hear tim i think rancid yeah and also though like when i like listening to like bouncing souls and I don't even know what the dude's name is. Uh, Greg, I believe. Yeah. I, I was pretty into Bouncing Souls way more than Tropic Murphy's, but yeah. But like, I feel like his voice, it's, I mean, it's such a signature part. Of, yeah. And so there's this, yeah. So like, it feels like there's this kind of weird split to me, which I'm, God, you know, it's really amazing looking at this, that they have had like the same band members other than a drummer for their entire existence. Bouncing Souls. Bouncing Souls? Yeah. Wow, yeah. The, all those guys are still in the band? Wow. Yeah. 89. I saw they're coming here in... I was looking for, like, shows because somebody was like, hey, we should go to more shows, you know, like, mm-hmm. get out of... Got COVID, and I had been on, like, a show hiatus even before that, and I was, like, flipping through some some of the bigger venues, and I saw they're coming. They're still, still a band, still coming out. They have a new album that just came out on March 24th, apparently. Oh, no shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I should I there was like two albums I really loved from them and I always thought they were like very entertaining. They're not as like meaningful because they're kind of they have a silly streak. Yeah. You know, that a lot of those bands have, but like they also have a really like not to like suddenly jerk jer- uh, into like Bouncing Souls Land, no, but what? like the thing about Bouncing Souls is they have a couple songs that are so weirdly deep and meaningful, like they'll t- get you oh, off really? guard with these really like yeah, they have these really like sweet really deep songs and the guy's kind of full of a lot of you kind of wonder like if he hadn't been from new jersey and been part of these like hardcore scenes if he would have made very different music Mm -hmm. um interesting and like 
they always had this like it felt like the four the the three main guys like all were a little different and they would all kind of this is what happens when you put these guys together they make this music but like if they had been with other people one of the guys might have been a hardcore guy and one of the guys might have been <laughs> and the one big thing was they were all really obsessed with like 80s movies and like there's a very yeah. famous, the these are the quotes from our favorite 80s movies song where they just quote 80s movies and and it's very funny and silly and like they they famously covered the um breakfast club song and like they kind of could just be an 80s pop band but they were kind of this pop punk hardcore new jersey band you know like yeah. they kinda, they, and they got this like hard on their sleeve kind of silly like they kind of remind me of vic a little bit you know like where they're kind of trapped by their like east coast isms and they kind of just wish they were from a different era almost a little bit you know like like they're so earnest they kind of they they earn it in a weird way mm-hmm. like like you, but like they're also kind of i don't know they're very safe you know what i mean but yeah anyways, no it's they're they're very catchy they're very fun and every once in a while they'll wallop you with a really heartfelt song that you're like damn that was really good like really good like like amazing and then there'll just be a very very goofy song right after that about their landlord you know or something like it's like that vibe of like pop punk was in the 90s you know like where everything was kind of half silly like half hyper earnest you know Mm -hmm. which i feel like almost isn't allowed anymore to be you can't be both you know what i mean like like the way i feel like a lot of the 90s pop punk bands were yeah i I mean like yeah like so like in my world like screeching weasel is a perfect example oh yeah Um, exactly i mean like 100 my brain hurts what like i have a hard time listening to screeching weasel these days just because ben weasel is such a fucking piece of shit but like yeah exactly uh but like my brain hurts was i mean that that was like one of my the most formative albums to me and it is you know there's uh kamala's too nice and then there's like songs where it's talking about like how religion like can is helpful to some people and what's wrong with that i mean it's you know i mean it's it's this wild dichotomy of like (laughs) and yeah i that is i I don't know that that is a thing as much anymore and but it's you know it's it's interesting because like rancid isn't that at all (laughs) like right yeah they don't they don't let themselves be silly really right like like they don't they don't have that no effects like we're just gonna make a song that's like they covered all of me by Frank Sinatra just so they could call it all of me like a like a the olive like a tree right. like olive tree. You know, like like they don't they don't just do something to do something. Like there's there's, there's an earnestness or or bust, you know, with ranted, you know. <laughs> like Yeah. Uh, and and I, there's a there's something that's nice about that too, you know what I mean? Like where where sometimes I, I felt like some of those bands would undercut there it was it was a it was a defense mechanism of like, right, exactly. well, you know, like it was sort of a masculine thing of like, well, we're just goofing around. Like you don't have to get too freaked out by our, by how sweet we get sometimes. But like, I also find it, I think Bouncing Souls kind of split the difference better than almost most of the, any of those bands that from that era that I can think of. I kind of feel like there's a band right now that people have been telling me to get into that's like, uh, that pup band that's very popular, that's like weird, kind of pop punky but technical too. That like had this very tumultuous kind of career, and they were kind of this mix of like very smart, 
snarkiness and earnestness combined. And I think snarky was always allowed to be combined with earnestness, but like this sort of just stupid goofiness is like, are you allowed to be stupid goofy anymore? Like, doesn't everybody just have to be so mature so fast? I mean, I would argue like a hundred Gex are stupid goofy. Well, yeah, but that's almost like what? like uh, uh, galaxy brain stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll, I, yeah, I, I, yes, I, I think that they are like fifty years in the future already. Yeah, exactly. So beyond like, everybody that people think it's so like a joke or something. It's like no, this is so next level. <laughs> Nobody gets it anyway. But that's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, this song is actually more the 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 thing that resonates more is how much it is. It kind of the the stuff I wanted to really talk about the song is more the chorus <laughs> and like how it kind of I want to call us to task a little bit on the song of like how much we give Troublemaker a pass even though they're doing a lot of the things we say we don't like. You know what I mean? Like this is still the like punk rock aging. Uh, we're still. It's kind of the we're still here, but it's from a different perspective. Right. Well, know? I was gonna say it's the like, oh, we're like we're still here, but like we're dying. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> like we're not. It's not like oh, we're hanging on. We're tough. It's like man, we're all fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I like. There's something to me because I thought about that. How it is got that we're still here vibe but it doesn't we're still here with our leather jacket on bullet belt on yeah what well, yeah, yeah but it, it it feels like we're it doesn't feel like they're trying to be tough guy it, i don't know it feels like almost like sad like hey, we're maybe and maybe i'm yeah. just reading into it like this acknowledgement of like hanging on too long um, I yeah that might be a little bit of reading into it but i i would like to read that into it but like <laughs> I think that it's sort of like you were staying true to the family, you know, yeah, and a little bit of that, you know, like that. And, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, you do want to say goodbye to heroes. And like, I know that like a lot of their big time people had died, you know, previously a lot of like the, you know, Joey Ramon and all these like people, right. Um, Joey and Johnny, but like, like had been big for them, but like, you know, and um, what's his name? Uh, I'd sense then that was really big for them. The degeneration guy. Oh, um, yeah, I can't think of that. Uh, anyways, but like, I just there is something like you stayed true to the outfit, you know, and you drank <laughs> till you died, and all these things. And it's like, there's yeah. a sweetness to that, but like, I think. If it wasn't written so earnestly and kind of in a fun way in this kind of, again, trying on this, like, again, Bouncing Souls verse with this Dropkick Murphys chorus, I, in the past, I think we've ripped them a new one for this sorts of songs of how narrow-minded they seem, you know what I mean? And I enjoy this song when it comes on, you know what I mean? Like, And I've always been like, I 100,000% thought it was a Dropkick Murphys cover or I was looking for them to be on the chorus. Like, it sounds like one of them's on the chorus. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that one of the lead singers was on the chorus. Um, it was, like, that much. And there's, like, eight Dropkick Murphy songs that, like, involve the word hero. You know, like, one of their most famous songs is Barroom Hero. And, um, like, 
so you know in this tone of like say goodbye to our heroes is like this sort of irish wake tone that is yeah. like a huge part of dr marvies and like that <laughs> like that is the whole shtick with them you know what i mean of like you know um even if you die young from alcohol poisoning, at least people will be really epic if you're... At no, your that's wake, true. Yeah, 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 no. Like, so, like, I don't know, like, how much... It's funny because I started my weird new anxiety coping mechanism. I never watched Sopranos. And so I'm, like, the first season in, finally. Uh-huh. And I've been watching it kind of in the background of doing other things. And, you know, so I've been thinking a lot about, like, that sort of mafioso like stay true you know that's a big you know like why the fuck is everybody saying true for no reason you know like right like in the face of like change and and being more aware of how toxic everything is you know like it's it's an undercurrent of the whole thing and it you know i think about like how much this stuff is kind of larping as that sort of thing you know theirs is a little bit more real in, in 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 the mob but like you know like a lot of these sort of uh bostonian irish street gang sort of feel that they're going for is like the same sort of thing of like uh you know like he you know, he stayed true to the the vibe till the end and he drank himself to death and you know all these things but in the end it's like they probably are losing a lot of their friends and at least they're not saying like we're still here fuck you like yeah so i i obviously have a lot of like conflicted feelings about it. yeah no it is it, yeah like i i think you kind of encapsulated pretty well because i've thought a lot about that with this because this is dev and, and i feel like this about a lot of troublemaker and we talk about this a lot but maybe not a lot but like yeah like on the surface or or just like i i should hate this song i should like i, I and i don't and i that weirds me out like, like what it feels like such a distinction without a difference to go like troublemaker's great honor and all these other ones are bad and it's like wait hold on <laughs> why why do we get to say that and it's like i want to call us honor bullshit but then i listen to the track and i'm like i do like this track more and maybe it's just a better written track too like maybe I mean, it's that's, just like that's, that's fair more appealing you know what i mean and it's i mean he literally says like like the chorus is we tip our hat to you. I mean that's so <laughs> no matter what version of that, it's so cheesy. Right. And again, we're we're deep into musical theater and the the sort of like performative nature of performative like that sort of masculinity is allowed to be sweet but only after somebody's dead, you know, sort of thing. Like Yes. Right. Um, uh- yeah. Again, very much on my mind about like watching the Sopranos, you know, like and it's like uh it's just like i don't know like why why are we why do we give them such a pass for troublemaker but then i like listen to this and it's like i'm so happy to hear them try on these different styles you know like that's probably just it it's just like it's refreshing to hear them try these different styles you know what i mean like the bass tone on this song is really cool yeah, well, I mean, if the lyrics were something totally different, then I would have no, there wouldn't be conflict for me, really. Yeah, I wouldn't be like bummed out. Yeah, like it's the like the lyrics are what just make me go. Oh, and, and then yeah, I, I I wonder. It, I mean, everything you say is true that they're trying on different things. Like, I think sonically, it's really it's just it sounds good. The melodies and like it's really good. Like the gang vocal, like all those yeah. things and. If I, if I could, if I was my wife, 
and mm-hmm. pay no attention to Go lyrics on. because I can't understand any of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I envy that honestly sometimes because I yeah I get into this and I mean granted we started an entire fucking podcast over it so it's whatever but it's like I overthink it all and I and I'm like examining to and you know yeah uh, but th- that's what we're here for like if if I wasn't yeah. doing that we would not <laughs> what are we doing right. yeah exactly and but yeah like there I, I do feel like a, on honor and like other albums where the like we're still here tough guy shit is a lot more aggro and it's it, also more personal too like at least this is about other people right and i feel like this is yeah i, I mean it's like it's we're still here but it's like i don't know like there's not it doesn't have that like we're gonna fucking beat you up like shit no but it is like i don't know all this stuff like of like this is the limit of punk rock i hate that you know i hate that of like yeah you know like this is what punk rock is you know like and it's you know good thing you had your bullet belt on and you were drinking whiskey and you know we we miss you and that's like oh it's just the pantomime of, of punk rockism you know what i mean and it's just like what a what a such a narrow reading of punk rock to me but like Whatever, I don't live their life. They have a much more punk rock life than I do, I guess. But, like, what is that? They're fucking millionaires. Do they really? (laughs) Well, I mean, they had. They have lived a more complex life. Okay. Up and down. I think they've had a more dynamic life than me. Um, You know, and... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just... It, it's weird. It's it's a very weird thing. On some level, I do really like the song. It's very fun. I think it takes. I'd I'd rather li- in a lot of ways. I'd rather listen to Tim sing a really good Dropkick Murphy song than Dropkick Murphys. Though I've like kind of come around to like I enjoy how populist Dropkick Murphys are. I enjoy how like fucking anti-Trump, anti-racist. Anti- like yeah, you know they're they're those guys that it's like you want more of those models of tough guy masculinity out in the world who are like these For pro-union sure. anti-trump you you know like he just screams at these guys and like literally you can tell half the crowd wants to beat him up when he's like screaming at people you know on stage and talking about like don't be taken for a ride you know they're just they're hucksters and you know like you know protect your brothers and all these things you know like yeah it's like not the best but it's whole it's 10 times better i'd rather that example of you know white guy masculinity than any of the other ones we're getting, you know what I mean? Right. Steven Crowder, you know what oh, I mean? Jesus you know, Christ, right, yeah. Yeah, right, you know what I mean? I, I would take the Dropkick Murphy guys a million times over over any all this other stuff. But, like, still, I'd take Tim singing a good Dropkick Murphy's vibe. Also, by the way, the thing that you, the reason you keep the interrupters around is to fucking scream a really good chorus. And having, obviously, bringing, you can just tell that they brought in the whole interrupters to be the gang vocals on right. this. Right. And, and I confirmed that I went into the CD and confirmed that because I was like, like the one thing they do that's like their entire shtick, you know, I went and saw them with Calvin and it was, you know, very good. They're very, very good showmen, you know, showmen and women and, and uh, just incredible performers. And like, like all they are do is these huge choruses, you know, and they know they're way better musicians than, you know, any of the people we've been talking about. <laughs> and it's just such a funny thing of like, this is why you keep them around, you know, right. like is, you need to have like a really big harmonic court you know gang vocal 
and and they certainly you know deliver those those gang vocals are great you know so like uh <laughs> yeah like i'd rather i'd rather hear tim and and the interrupters do a cockpit murphy's vibe song than most bands in the world so why not you know so i do i, I do think it's kind of funny that the, you know the rancid seem to have this very narrow view of what punk rock is and what like you know being a punk is as described in this song with all these things and then you've got like the interrupters yeah <laughs> who are you know very close to tim and very close from yeah. my perspective and i'm not saying this is a negative thing i'm just saying this like I, but like don't embody many of those narrow viewpoints yeah, like they're they're an expansion of of kind of ska punk and 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 whatnot. And I would rather that be a positive exactly kind of like gotcha. Yes, I would be like, look, look, you like that this sort of like. Well, that's what I'm punk. saying. Is like, yeah, there's clearly, you know, some, I don't know, like understanding or or acceptance of that. I mean, because again, like, there, you know, I don't know. I just think I, it's. I wonder how much of this is kind of awake for, I think about, oh my God, this is going to be the most tortured, weird analogy, especially for another much worse human. So give me a break. But like, I remember there was sort of this moment where I feel like there was almost like a PR moment for what's his name? Jeremy Clarkson, the guy who was like the doofus, the British doofus that is on all the car shows. Right. Who like punches the guy, you know, has punched multiple people and keeps getting fired. Yeah. There was a thing a while back where he did this pretty well-written soliloquy to, like, the last, like, super-powered gas car. And he was just sort of... You could just tell he was, like, wrestling with, like... He finally kind of... I don't know if he wrote it or if he was told to write it. You know, it kind of was, like... He finally said the thing he would never say, which was kind of like, I'm just sad that this is over. I understand that it should be over. And, you know, he spent most of his career shitting on all this stuff and shitting on leftists and all these things and just, like, you know, and get in electric cars. And now, of course, it's, like, silly that he does because the most powerful cars in the world are electric cars and all these things. Right. But, like, but he's, you know, making fun of the Prius and all these things, like, because he was afraid, basically. He's always been afraid that they're going to take the thing he loves away from him, right? Yep. And he wrote this, like, soliloquy to this car that was, like big and bold and loud and you know driving through tunnels and all the things they always did on those shows right but he did, he kind of like you know it's like the it's a, again it's like a sweet note from a super villain but it's like you know like so who cares but it was that sort of thing of like admitting the world like it's like the guy that sells book buggy whips being like yeah but i liked horses you know what i mean like being like <laughs> I, you know like maybe in the end i just liked fucking horses like whoa but uh, yeah <laughs> like horses and and just give me a second to be like sad about the end of we're all not going to ride horses around anymore you know what i mean like i i wonder how much some of this with tim is the thing that we're picking up and unliking is that he's kind of just being nice to this era ending here and it which is better than saying it will never end you know what i mean like maybe there's a little bit of like if i want to give him some credit with this song versus like we're still here we're never gonna die punk this is the only way to live 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little bit of hope in this sort of like, he's being sweet to all these people who are in the orthodoxy, you know, because he, he misses it and it was important to him and he's sad that it's dying in front of him. Right. And he can be sad about that, but not be saying that's the only way of doing it. And that's a little bit of like a crack of sunlight of like, there's other ways to do this, but he can still just write a song about like, yeah, I liked the orthodoxy for a while there. You know what I mean? Like, it's still sad for me whether or not it's a universal truth that it's the right way to live or be or be a punk. You know what I mean? Like, and and there's sort of something that it's like, I can still disagree with you and I can still kind of roll my eyes. But when you admit it more as like a personal, like, I'm just kind of sad to see this go. And I'm sad to see my friends die that are were part of this. And like, mm-hmm. we kind of had a moment like that's a lot easier for me to handle than fuck you will never die. Leather jackets are cool. <laughs> right. You know, right. Like, you know, like that the previous albums are. So I hadn't really thought about that until we were having this conversation, but I wonder if that's some of the subtle reasons that you're more, I'm, we are more okay with this than, no, that, than that, that resonates you know? that, that land that like that. Yeah. That tracks to me. I don't know. Like, and again, who knows if it's true, but I think, but I, for you know, lack of a better word, I mean, it's just it just on if there the vibe is slightly different. Yeah, it is. It's so funny, and and though I, and that slight difference is, a, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's, it's whether or not I'm turning the album off. Right. It's weird. Like I, although when it breaks down and he starts talking about like. Whatever it is, where it kind of breaks down into all our punk rock heroes oh, and all this stuff. The flame that burns twice as bright. That's it, bright. Really, I I'm like, why am I? I literally every single time go, oh, oh yeah, that's in this song. I know that I like. Why do I not just turn this off right now? The way I literally can't get through some of the other albums. You know what I mean? Like, right. This song goes out to our punk rock heroes. You see. The flame that burns twice as bright burns half as long. So, if anybody wants to call bullshit on us, feel free. Or, like, feel free. Like, this is the track where it's like I'm most like I do want to call attention to like it. I really do think they're pulling from other songwriting styles here than they have. They're just pulling it from like the bag that like you would kind of expect them to pull from. You know what I mean? Like right. Bouncing Souls, which I don't ever think they were very close with Bouncing Souls. I don't I don't actually expect them to be close with those guys or even think of this as a Bouncing Souls-esque song in their head. I would be interested to know whether or not they do. And then um, very much Rock Pick Murray's and like, you know, that's not a surprising set of influences, but like I... It's still different than it doesn't sound like a fucking rockabilly song. It sounds more structured. It sounds more full. It sounds more, um, you know, like that that punk rock thing that like that epitaph punk rock sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it definitely. There's something different going on, and you know, again, most of the time, if it's some like version of pop or dub or punk or ska. 70% of the time, if you throw that through the Tim lens, I'm going to be more interested than some random person do other person doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the Tim songwriting approach that I obviously resonates with me. So like 
give me a Dropkick Murphy's song as written by Tim. And I'm like, no, sure. Let's listen to that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, no, absolutely. There's something I, whatever brain disease I have, I'm like more li- likely to listen to it. If it has that <laughs> little bit of, <laughs> yeah. no, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a 40 year old man. Like that listens <clears throat> to mostly very different stuff than this, but you give me a the little bit of Tim on it. And I'm like, in interrupters, you know, the albums where he was co-writing the songs when those come on, I'm listening to Calvin. I'm like, these are the tracks I like. And then when he's not writing, co-writing the songs, I'm like, I could take or leave this. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like I get why Calvin likes it, right. but I could take it. But you can hear one where you're like, oh, Tim has co-writing credits on this song, you know, and you look it up and you're like, yep, he does. You know, <laughs> like, they, like there's just something that resonates for me. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, like. I don't know. We're killing this. We are. I, I, I do want to ask, like, like, at, like this week at prepping for this, I don't know how much prep you've done, but, like, did did you listen to the rest of the album much? Uh, a little bit. I mostly listened to, I, I started a few tracks back and listened to the back half of the album. That was my, because I didn't have a lot of time this week. Yeah. So that was my way of, like, kind of getting into the vibe. I'm, I was just curious, like, if you know, last time I think we talked about Bob or we were a little more down on it than... We had been previously. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering where, if if you're. Where does it land? Yeah, in? yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's about at the same place where I'm like, okay, it isn't like the second coming of like Great Rancid. Yeah, but it is still wildly different feeling than listening to those other two that we even tried to go listen to. You know what I mean? The, the especially the the really. Well, I mean, we know what we feel about Indestructible, but like I, you know, sure. Um, also, I've been going through and trying to edit that episode of um, uh, "Let the Dominoes Roll," <laughs> roll the <laughs> whatever roll the we're dice doing dominoes. with some shit, and uh, being reminded how frustrating that album is because it's like there'll be all two seconds of something you love, and then immediately the most. I'm Matt Freeman and I'm here to say yeah like literally and you're just on maybe could have been the best track you know and it's just um Uh, yeah like it is just worlds apart from that era and so agreed no I'm in the uh, same place like I'm in the same place yeah that was my question to you is like I think it's still and also our recent like resurgence on the first album the debut album Mm -hmm. I still think it's under debut album. For a minute there, I was like, I wondered if Same. it was like pa- getting yeah. parallel to that. But it's like, I think the debut album is like underrated. And I love how like kind of post punky it has. There's little weird like hardcore isms in there. And like they were still trying to figure out who they were going to be, you know, and there was still like some leftover, I don't know, op IV. Right. Yeah. Uh, angularity to it, you know. So like. Definitely. I think that one has come up for me. So. Same. Yeah. But you know, it's still the it's still the Dalton line. It is, <laughs> as I said before, and it's still the and we'll the, see where tomorrow the, never comes lands on that spectrum because I still don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I really hope it's the same or higher because I just don't want to go back to the. I, yeah, it feels like we're we're in the Timisance, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I need another track. I need another track. I need another track. I need to hear the whole album. Right. Yeah. So, uh, good, um, good song, but it, I, I was re-listening to it. I guess to sum it up, I was re-listening to it and being like, man, if you wanted to call us a bullshit, this, this is, is the, the one, one. you could really just call yeah. us some and real I, and bullshit. And I don't know, and I, I don't know how much defense I would have, so. 
I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like that's why I kind of struggled to like just vibes, myself man. A lot this just episode. vibes. It's just vibes. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you have for us next week? So I can't remember when I like th- there is an episode where we were talking about something. I don't even remember what we were talking about. And in the episode, I have a realization of a song and a thing I completely forgot exists. I was like, oh my God. And I wish I remember what episode it was. But it was recent. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, and this goes along too with we've been having kind of a bit of a love fest with the, um, I almost said the interrupters, the uptones. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about, and there's only one song ever existed. Shaken 69's Rudy Rudy. <laughs> All right. Off of the Slice of Lemon compilation that Kill Rockstars and Lookout co-released. Which, when that uh-huh. came out, for me, because again, like I said, Kill Rockstars and Lookout were like, my. Th- I was like, oh my fucking. Yeah, yeah, this is like right in your middle yeah. of the house. And for those who don't know Shaken 69, it was like this one-off side project with Tim and Matt. And then Dave Mello plays drums from Op Ivy. And then Paul and Eric from the Uptones and uh, two of the guys from Skank and Pickle. So, I didn't know Skank and Pickle people. Yeah. Were so, I mean, it is... Again, I had completely forgot that this existed at all until, and I don't. It's just one of the names in my mind. Like, there's you know, downfall, and you know, like the kind of like Crimpshine downfall. Like, there's just all these like bands that sort of like, yeah, you kind of list as like the pre or the, you know, and like uh, what's the band that actually went on to like be a thing? Like, save whatever. Um, that ska band that went on that they were like in for five minutes that went on to be a big band, like. I just kind of had this like list that I kind of like indexed in my head of like the the other bands you know that kind of don't exist and I I I might have forgotten that they do actually have an official song this band yeah well and I don't but even... once you said that I was like oh yeah that's right it's on that comp you know and I don't know when like this was recorded like the comp came out in '95 so like deep into Rancid's you know existence yeah but I don't know. If this is you know, like if it's an older song, if it, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, but it's oh, that, you gotta go like do some sleuthing around this. I know. I, I, I feel like I'm gonna have to like buy a copy of this off Discogs or something. I don't know if it'll get here in time though, so that's probably not gonna work. Maybe somebody's got the uh, liner notes yeah. somewhere or something. But like, it feels like I know Eric Din put out some music recently. I feel like at some point we need to like. <laughs> reach out to Eric on here yeah i know like we've been enjoying his stuff so much and he's got so much background probably from this era but like i know that we kind of don't even want anything getting back to these bands that were doing this but like my god like he's the one that like i'm the most like i want to hear eric's side of everything (laughs) you know i would say no i think that'd be pretty fucking cool actually that would be (laughs) i'm just like like i'm looking at the track list on this comp and it's unfucking like we can talk. I, we kind of have had the compilation talk, but this is like, this is but why I mean, you can I, have the lookout K Rock. You know, this gives you that moment. We can talk about that moment in time where I'm, there was kind of the pre hipster pop punk split. That's what I think is the most interesting thing. There was a yeah. moment before 
pop punk became hipster pop punk of like Bratmobile and all that stuff and like and and like Screeching Weasel, those were the same bands instead right. of being I like, mean, yeah, this has got fucking Mr. T experience and the frumpies yeah. on it. Yeah, like, exactly. And there was a amazing. moment where that was like felt like that was all gonna become one thing and then I mean I think a lot of it is fucking misogyny, yes. you know, gets involved and <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then and also fear misogyny begets fear right. and then there's the fear of well they're getting a lot more art house than us ooh don't like that <laughs> they're getting le- we're getting harder and heavier and they're getting lighter and more art house and oh we can't stay together can't you know? do that just, yeah can't do that and then you know fat mike says a bunch of shit and it's all over you know and it's right. like and and you wonder you just wonder what would have been different you know what i mean i yeah. um, no i think I, yeah i actually i like i just was thinking it, you know the uptones angle and the cool club but i think this is like a perfect episode to kind of dive there's into so that. much stuff to talk about yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and just and i just want to hear more stuff from those uptown guys uptown guys doing i know stuff. yeah god I, now i'm like how do we get them on here get eric on here. <laughs> that would be i would be, no because then that's like one step Closer yeah, to exactly. Rancid knowing mm-hmm. this exists and then us having like some fucking like skinhead Weird. Rob showing up at my door with a fucking <laughs> baseball bat or something. No, I don't need that in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, that's um that's good. So yeah, that's enough for today. <laughs> Thanks for coming on this journey with us. As we mentioned at the top of the show, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. Send us voicemail, send us email, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And after doing all those things, then and only then, we the I don't know why that went off the rails. It was fun <laughs> there for a second. I was doing good. Cut that out. Um, <sighs>